Mmm. Oh, these cookies. Put that cookie down now. Welcome to So What's The Problem, in which we rewatch movies from our youth to determine if they're problematic by today's standards. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Jingle All The Way, which was released on November 22nd in 1997, and in the UK and Ireland on December 6th, 1997. It was written by Randy Cornfield and directed by Brian Levant. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Rita Wilson, Phil Hartman, Jake Lloyd, and James Belushi. Um... What happens is this, Jen and I have got three uh, problems that this movie has. I almost forgot what the podcast was about there. <laughs> um, <coughs> I'll start that again. What's going to happen is this, Jen and I have got three uh, problems that the movie has. Fuck's sake. <laughs> See, I used to write it down, but now I just remember it. And today, apparently, my memory is shit. <laughs> What's going to happen is this, Jen and I have got three problems that this movie has, three each, and we also thought of one positive. And we'll just have a little discussion about it. So this is your first watch of this Christmas classic, Jen, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, I sort of bent the rules a little with this one. Because when this was released, I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's not in our purview of, you know, being in our youth uh, for our rules. But I wanted to end Schwarzenegger season with this because it's also Christmas. Um uh, because we're recording this in December. And I remember watching it. Uh, I was, I must have, I watched it in VHS. I know that for a fact. I watched it in VHS when it came out. So that would have been... 90, a, when was this released? 97? Uh, I think it was... I just read it. So you'd yeah, think I know. I, I, know and I just heard you read it. <laughs> I just wrote it for you to read. I think it's 97. Um, I saw it in 98. And... Yeah, I hated it then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this movie, but we'll talk about it anyway. Yeah, when this um, came out, I was almost 16, so I was kind of aged out of it. And uh, yeah, like if I'd been, if it was a couple of years later when I was working at a video store, I probably would have watched it because I watched everything. But um, mm-hmm. I was just too cool for this. <laughs> Honestly, what about now? You still too cool for it? Uh, no. <laughs> And I, I mean, watching it now, like, I think I might have actually liked it when it first came out. Like, I would have thought it was cute. Mm. But I don't think it's aged very well. No. That hasn't. And I don't know why I didn't like it back then. I think, apart from Twins, I may have been a bit of a snob and had an aversion to uh, Arnold doing comedy. I don't know. I must have. But <sighs> I don't know why I didn't like it. Um, I will. I, I want to say one thing. Yeah. So right before we got on the call, I uh, was looking at the trivia and IMDb like I usually do. Yeah. And I swear, I saw Jake Lloyd's name in the credits and I thought, I know that's a kid. <laughs> I know I've recognized the name, but I couldn't quite yeah. place it. Didn't recognize the kid the whole movie and then found out, oh, that's Anakin Skywalker. And then I immediately felt really bad for him because that kid, he got a he got a he had a bad time. People were mean. Uh, so I didn't. I just didn't realize that was Anakin the whole movie. Yeah, he's not the strongest actor, but he is only a child. Yes. So we have to remember that. 
mm-hmm. that he was only a child when he made these movies. Yeah. And Anakin is not his fault. Well, I, I also feel like uh, that's George Lucas isn't the best director. No. Like, the movies look nice, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, I think a lot of it can be blamed on direction. Yeah, absolutely. If I remember correctly, he was going, he wanted to go with an unknown, and Haley Joel Osment had been one of the choices, but since he was too well known, he didn't want to hire him. And if that's yeah. true, I think he made a big mistake. Yeah, although, I mean, we're assuming that Haley Joel Osment would give a good performance even under the direction of. George he might have done better. That kid was a brilliant actor, even at like he four was. or whatever. So uh, he was one of the best child actors I think that we've had. Yeah. So if anybody could have pulled it off, I think it would have been him. Yeah. But I mean, in defense of all the actors working in those movies, they were just working against green screens. Yeah. <laughs> and that, especially back then, when that was unheard of, of doing that constantly, um, I mean, it happens all the time now. Well, and those were like basically um, Hanneken, uh, Hayden Christensen's first Hayden uh, Hayden Christensen's first movies, and yeah. I he did um, a movie called Life Is a House right after his first Star Wars movie, and um, I remember Kevin Klein saying, or it was either Kevin Klein or the director saying that he was just amazed at how different it was making a movie where he doesn't have to deal with green screens that like. It was a whole new world to him. And yeah. he's a lot better in that movie. I'll tell you that much. I've seen him in other things. Hayden Christensen. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Glass? Better. Have you seen Glass? I have, yeah. He's good in that. Yeah, he is. Um, there was a horror movie that, can't remember the name, Vanishing on something street, can't remember, and he was good in that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he is a good actor. He's just needs. He just needed... He needed a better, better director. Yeah, better writing, better directing. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, anyway, let's let's discuss um, the final movie in the Arnold Schwarzenegger Jim Belushi trilogy. <laughs> and we've covered them all. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, right, so my first problem is that this movie falls into the trap that many family movies fell into around this time. It tries far too hard to be funny, and it has an over-the-top, in-your-face music score that's practically non-stop the entire movie. And that bugs the hell out of me. That's fair. Yeah. I didn't notice, but I usually don't notice that stuff, and you always do, so. Yeah, I know. I, I do notice, like, the music is, it, from the very beginning of the movie, it's non-stop. There's always music. All the way through. But it's, but it's a silly, stupid score that like someone walking and it's like do 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 I hate that fucking thing. It's like we get it, they're moving, wow. <laughs> I mean you don't need you don't need music in every single scene. So that just sort of bugged me. So what's your uh, what's your first problem? Myron. Right, yeah. Just just everything about Myron. Okay, he chokes a woman. Alright. Yeah. Um he okay, why does he have his mailbag with him? He's losing <laughs> letters everywhere. He's a terrible mailman. Like, there's no reason why he should have his mailbag with him any at any point in this movie. At any point. Uh, yeah. I also, like, why is he driving his mail truck for a personal errand? Like, none of, I don't, I don't like this whole thing where they're like, we have to make sure we know he's a mailman. Like, maybe have him wear that, even where, like, 
the clothes or whatever, but he does not need the mailbag. That really, like, I mean, I know he needed it to be like, this is a bomb, but it just drives me crazy the whole movie. Also, at one point, um, when he's getting mobbed or whatever, he yells Rodney King. That's not funny. That's not funny at all. And it's one of those things that I might have even, I, no, I, I, I couldn't have even laughed about the joke then because honestly, I was barely aware of who Rodney King was when I was a teenager. But now I am very much aware. And I've actually even been listening to a podcast about what happened. And uh, that joke isn't, it isn't funny. It's not funny at all. And it was gross. 100% that line was improvised by somebody. Probably, but it, I hate it. I hate yeah. the the only thing yeah. that makes me hope it was Sinbad is that I assume the writer of the movie was white and oh, yeah. at least the joke wasn't written by a white man, but it's still not okay. And I like yeah, Sinbad. No. I saw him do stand up like twenty years ago and he was really good. Yeah. Myron is a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. But all the adults in this movie are terrible human beings. Yeah, but he's an ex he's like actually mentally ill. He is. There's something wrong yeah. with him, and I hate that he gets the toy at the end because, like, this this hasn't been like a fun rivalry. This has been no. like, and I'm not going to say that Arnold Schwarzenegger was fair the whole time, but no, he's terrible. But well, but Myron started it though. Myron started with the violence against him. Like he he, he was awful, and it it's actually a little disturbing to me his behavior in this movie. It's not cute. It's not funny. Right. So my second problem. Is it's kind of related to other problems, but this movie's morals are kind of strange. <laughs> um, it teaches kids that if they don't get the toy they want, they won't become a billionaire. They'll become a mailman, and that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, that's not a very good message for a kids' movie. You know, mm-hmm. it, it treats. I mean, he's a terrible person, but it treats Sinbad's character as like um scum. Basically, mm-hmm. he's written. To be because he's just a mailman, but you know we kind of need mailmen. We we need they're pretty damn like important. Yeah, exactly. But then Arnold like looks at him and sees his kid in the mailman outfit drinking alcohol, and it's like right, okay, so you don't want your kid to be a mailman. You don't want your kid to have a you know pretty solid profession and get paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck off with that, please. That's not nice. So, yeah, the morals in this movie is kind of dodgy. So what is your second problem? Okay, so there's this trend in movies, which I think they still do it sometimes, but it was bad around this time. Um, I'm looking specifically at Liar Liar. Um, Mm -hmm. This thing where we watch a movie about a horrible father who has to learn a lesson about how to be a good father. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, we're supposed to be rooting for him. But Howard is just an absent father. Howard is somebody who's not showing up for his kid. He's not prioritizing his kid. And it bothers me. I mean, because I feel like the sort of lesson at the end is that, like, his kid just wanted him for Christmas. But, like, I feel like that lesson wasn't really pushed enough. No. And that bothers me because, I mean, that seems to be the thing. Like, the whole movie, his kid just wants him there. And... It's like if he hadn't been out looking for this toy that he forgot to get, which he could, by the way, he could put an IOU in the stocking. Could be like, you're getting this toy after Christmas. People don't think about that enough. My friend, yeah. my friend Allison has done that if, with me a few times, like where she ordered a gift. And it, like, I remember one year she ordered me a Tegan and Sarah album, like an actual vinyl. Yeah. And it didn't show up in time and she was pissed, but she just printed out the order. 
and put it in a right. bag and gave it to me. And that it, and then, you know, you're getting a gift later. It's exciting. It's way like if you can't find a gift for someone that you want to get them, but you know exactly what it is or you've ordered it and it didn't show up, which is a big problem this year with like all the problems with the supply chain. Like yeah. just just print it out, print out a picture of it, give them a note um, you can even like put it in a in a box and wrap it like you can still make it seem kind of nice, even though it's an IOU, like because they would have had more of this toy after Christmas and he could have gotten it then. And or he could have even gotten like the sidekick or whatever and put a note on it saying you'll get, you know, the real thing later. I know it's not as good as the kid opening up the toy on Christmas Day, but there are workarounds. That kid wanted his dad there. He wanted his dad to go to the parade for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Like his his dad just sucks. And it was the same thing. Like I used to love Liar Liar. I watched Liar Liar a million times. And then I rewatched yeah. it a couple of years ago and I was disgusted because it's like, no, this guy's just bad. And like, I know he learns a lesson in the end, but like only because of some sort of magical thing. And it's like, he's a bad dad. Like if, look, I feel like a bad enough mom because I'm gone a lot because I'm in school and I'm studying. And I know that my kid hates that. But it, but I still make time to hang out with him. Like I, and I'm there for the important stuff. And it's hard for me to watch a movie where people aren't there for the important stuff. And they like, they make all the promises and it's, it's really annoying. Yeah. I'm not rooting for him because he should be spending time with his fucking kid. Exactly. My sister gave me for my birthday once. She gave me uh, just a card, and inside the card it says, I owe you um, tickets to, and it was a stand-up comedian, um, and it was for one of his gigs that was coming up in December. My birthday's in October. So, because they were online tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you can do that sort of thing. But the problem with this is, though, that there was no guarantee that he would get the doll after Christmas. I mean, at some point in time, the doll would be in stock. It may not be, like, the week after Christmas, but at some point, that doll will exist again. Yeah, I mean, the doll wasn't important anyway, but the thing about Howard is, the movie treats him as though he's this really busy guy, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a fucking match salesman, and the movie's acting like he's a CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's it. He sells mattresses. Which, again, solid profession, but it's not like the big deal of a fucking job that this movie makes it out to be where he's constantly busy all the time. He has staff. The The only way this movie could really make me sympathetic towards him is if the movie was about uh, how fucked up the American workplace is, that we are yeah. expected to work. More, like, my boss, she has lots of deadlines and stuff, and she ends up working a lot of overtime because she can't get things done in time. And a part of that is her boss comes in and will just like talk her ear off for an hour or two. And then she'll end up having to stay a couple hours later. And I'm like, if like she ever leaves, I'm the one who's going to end up taking her job probably. And I'm like, if that happens, I'm not staying late for these deadlines. Like I'm doing the work. If somebody bugs me, I'm going to be like, stop bugging me. And, like, I mean, I guess I'd do it if I had to, but part of her problem is she doesn't demand things from people in time, and I would do that, too. But, like, the idea that that's normal behavior, that, like, you're supposed to kind of live for your job, like, if you have a lot of stuff to get done, that you just have to work there. And Mm -hmm. I remember, and I think I've told this story before, but um, when I worked at a call center, 
um, there was an account I worked on where we dealt with a lot of customers in the UK and it was, mm-hmm. it had to do with their cell phones. And we were told the specific hours they would call and they were like, they're never going to call after hours because when they leave the work, they take, they turn their phones off. And everybody in my training class was like, they turn their phones, like, why, why would you turn your phones? Like, cause in America, we're expected to be on call all the time. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're, if you're retail or if you're a CEO or whatever, there's, there's this thing here where it's like, we belong to the employers. And so the, the way I am sympathetic towards him is the idea that like, he feels he has to do that because of the way we are taught to be workers in this country. Yeah, but it's not that. But, like, rebel against it, because that's how we're going to change things. Yeah. Also, did you notice Hal Frick was his uh, assistant? Who? Hal Frick from Buffy. I'm pretty sure she played his assistant. Oh, is that her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think it is her. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. I just didn't hear the name you said. Um, <laughs> I think it is her. Uh, so, did you watch the, the, the scene at the end? Yes, I did. So, he learns his lesson about his... Um, about being a terrible dad, but he's still a terrible husband. Yeah. So, you know, well, that's hilarious. And he has an assistant. Aren't aren't guys like that supposed to be sending their assistants out to get gifts? Yeah. And he knew about the doll. He did. He just forgot. But I'll say, but he wasn't listening. I'll say this. I'm putting yeah. that on his wife because that was actually really important to get that doll for Christmas. And she should have known better. She should have known better than to trust him because he's it's they've made it clear that like she knows he's not following through on anything. Right. So she should look at the doll. Yeah. And right. and then for Christmas, she should have given him a note that said, you're a shitty father and and husband. Right. But that just goes to what I was saying earlier on. Every single adult in this movie are terrible people. Um, all of them. And I don't think she's a terrible person. Well, well, you just said that she should have got the doll. She she put it. It's not terrible, but she put it on him, knowing what he's like. If she wanted to be the responsible one and care for her son. Then she should have done it. Well, I don't think she's terrible for that. I think she's just somebody who's not thinking logically. Right. You know. Um, that none of them come out in a good light in this movie. It's like when my husband asks me to like fold the laundry, dude. You know I'm gonna forget, and I'm not gonna fold the laundry. <laughs> yeah, I know, but she should have known better. Mm-hmm. But she's not. She's she's not the most terrible person in the movie. She's not on the same level as Myron or Howard or Phil Hartman's character. Oh, it's so good to see Phil Hartman again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, you could call this movie overacting the movie. Mm -hmm. Because when he goes to that, this is just me talking about terrible people again. When he goes to the first store, and then there's those two guys who are doing really cheesy, over-the-top comedic laughing. And it's like, I want to punch you in the fucking face. I hate them. Anyway. I hate all the people that laugh at him because I've worked in stores uh, yeah. at the holiday season and specifically I've worked on Christmas Eve and you should not laugh at people like I am sympathetic t- to people who put it off or even though you shouldn't <laughs> like there's some people who put it off and some people are genuinely too busy to go shopping and you know I feel like I've gone shopping on Christmas Eve before for some last minute stuff and you shouldn't go Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve without understanding that you're you shouldn't have a specific thing in mind. 
because right. you probably aren't going to find it. But I remember when I worked at Borders, people coming in on Christmas Eve. And like, I remember there was one year where like the Grey's Anatomy box set was like the big back when DVDs were much bigger. Mm-hmm. That was like the big DVD everybody wanted. And this guy came in and he looked so sad when I told him we'd been out for like a week. And so I like, you know, I felt bad for him and I helped him find something else. Like some mm-hmm. people don't understand how quickly things go. And or they, yeah. they, they, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask, like, it doesn't hurt to ask if you have this thing that's very popular. And the the idea that I would ever laugh at someone, it's just that's just really shitty customer service. And you know what, I wouldn't yeah. even mind it so much if it were today, because I know how much these people get paid. And it, I, I personally feel like retail workers don't get paid enough sh- to where they should have to be polite to me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't care if they're rude to me um, anymore. But at this point, they're still making somewhat decent, <laughs> like in the 90s working, like that was like during the Gen X thing where like, you would just like the reality bites thing of like, you just work at the gap and you're able to make your rent or whatever. Like, yeah. and I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure your retail employees getting paid a lot better, um, rel- like it relatively to like the economy in 1997 than they are now. So don't laugh at your customers. That was almost one of my problems. Well, I guess I'm still saying it's a problem because I'm ranting. But that really, it it really (laughs) pissed me off. As somebody who like has worked in customer service, that really, like, I I feel bad for the people who are heartbroken on Christmas Eve trying to find that last minute thing. Yeah. Apart from the over the topness, that's why I hate those two guys is because they laugh at them and it's, just because you know something mm-hmm. doesn't mean someone else knows the same thing that you know. Yeah. So you know that the toy is going to be sold out because it's Christmas Eve and it's a popular toy, but he's only really just heard about mm-hmm. it, so he doesn't know how popular it is. Again, it's his fault for not paying attention to his kid. He probably would have known because, you know, you you tend to know what your kid's like. <laughs> But look at look, they're watching it nonstop. But he's never there. Look at all so. these other people that are out there and trying to get the toy. It's not like he and Sinbad are the only ones trying to get yeah. this toy on Christmas Eve. There's a lot of people exactly. looking for it. Yeah. Right. So my first, my first, my third problem is you mentioned it earlier, but the kid gives the bloody toy to Myron. <laughs> uh, he's a terrorist, and he's got to prison. Um, so the morals of this movie is completely fucked. Well, and I'll, I'll say, I mean, I'm glad they didn't do this in the movie, but if I were Harold, I'd be really pissed because he went on this whole journey for this toy. Yeah. And then his kid gives it away. But I mean, it shows like the kid is pure of heart. And the fact that he would give it away so easily shows he genuinely just wanted his dad for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He would have been a little disappointed the next day if he didn't get the toy or whatever. But like, yeah. he just wanted his absent father to be there. See, I understand that, and I understand the fact that he saw his dad in the Turbo Man outfit, and he's got his own Turbo Man at home, and I did like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's like my dad's Turbo Dad, uh, Turbo Man, <laughs> Turbo Dad. I don't need the toy. Mm-hmm. I've got the real thing, and I like that. But why give it to Myron? Why? He did. I mean, obviously, the kid doesn't know what happened all day, mm-hmm. and that he almost murdered a police officer. But, um, but come on, that that's just like, and he's not even going to see his kids to give them the fucking toys. Yeah, the present. I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. Is that like he can't even give his kid the toy? It's it's so 
Oh God, it's just, it's so frustrating that he does that. Um, I do say, like, think, uh, I just thought of this, but I do wish this, you know, it has that scene at the end where it's like he forgot his wife's gift. I -hmm. wish that there'd been a scene like at the end of Liar Liar or at the end of Liar Liar, it's a year later. And like, they make it very clear that he learned a lesson and changed his ways. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know that Harold learned a lesson and maybe was home more. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard, by the way, you keep calling him Howard. Whatever, Howard. It's <laughs> yeah. a boring name. It's a boring name. It's a boring Howard. name. It begins with H. Who cares? Um. <laughs> anyway, he, because I don't like you people, and this happens to me all the time. I'll learn a lesson, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it changes me. It just means I understand. Oh, I've been doing this thing, and I can't believe I've been doing it. But yeah. that doesn't always mean I'm going to change my behavior. As much as I promise myself or others that I will, it's hard, and I. No one has convinced me. That this man is going to change and be home more. Right. He also didn't get his wife a gift. Yeah. Um, uh, because he's useless and he's a terrible person. But, you know, his kids love him now, so that's good. It's hilarious, though, because it just reminds me of... Um my dad would like he'd be like oh i have to go out for a little while on christmas eve and that's when he was buying our gifts <laughs> in his in his defense um he hung draperies and for some reason december was like the busiest month like i guess people just right. getting ready to have parties and have people over and stuff yeah 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 so he was pretty busy but he would always wait until the very last minute and it was it kind of i think it annoyed my mom but i always just thought it was kind of hilarious like he never learned a lesson about it Mm-hmm. He just always went out and got the gift yeah, at the very last second. Tradition. Yeah. 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 Tradition. After a while, it was just like, I appreciated it because I love tradition. And it was yeah. just like, well, this is his tradition. Exactly. I mean, you can't really say that about Howard, though, because he was a mattress salesman. As I mean, I don't think selling mattresses at Christmas is a... Because he, he was selling a lot. He was talking to a lot of people on the phone mm-hmm. at the start. Why would he... Talk to everyone. It's like he, you. That's why you have employees. That's why I think maybe they should have made him give him a different job because it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. Anyway, um, yeah, I I have all my presents apart from one thing that I can't currently get because I have no money. Yeah, but- I don't have all my presents, <laughs> but it's partly because of lack of funds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I started really early, so. Well, and I just don't even know what to get my husband. Like, I just, yeah. um, like, I did get him some cool posters on Etsy. Like, I got him a Die Hard, and I already forgot what the other one was. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and I got him a Billie Eilish uh, air freshener for his car, because I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but I haven't, I did my shopping for my parents, but only because I happened to hear a good ad on a, a podcast. <laughs> for right. something that I think they'd like. Um, and I was going to get them separate gifts, and my dad always says he wants nothing, so I'm going to write nothing on a piece of paper and wrap it in a box and give it to him. Um, oh because he's <laughs> he might possibly be the only person on Earth who says he doesn't want anything and truly, truly means it. Um, yeah. Like, he almost seems annoyed when you ask him what he wants. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of shopping to do. But I also am very aware, like... If I can't get something, it's my own fault. I'll always be able to find something. You know, yeah. we all have too much stuff. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, God, it's, and I hate that I like stuff. I want to be a minimalist. It's better for the environment. It's better for yeah. your bank account, but I just can't do it. That's why buying, I mean, 
it's difficult in this day and age, but buying like tickets to things mm-hmm. is a good idea. Tickets, gift certificates, like um, mm-hmm. yeah. My husband eats a lot of fast food at work, like some fast food gift certificates, like yeah, yeah some something they can use, even if it's just for like a t- tickets to go to a gig or something. Mm-hmm. You're only going to go once, but you know it's still an enjoyable night out or you know just something like that that's what i did for him for christmas or for his birthday i got him uh church's tickets and yeah it was going to be months away but like i knew he really wanted to go and it was it was a great gift it went over very well and once again i just printed off the (laughs) confirmation (laughs) and just put it in a box and gave it to him um and leave some of the stuff in because i feel like a lot of people need christmas tips from yeah, working from working in retail, I know people need Christmas tips. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a good idea. Gift certificates. Gift certificates. A lot of people piss on gift certificates and say that it's not a good gift, but they're really bloody good. If you find out what the person likes and maybe a favorite store of theirs or something, yeah. a favorite online store or something, get them a gift certificate to that place. I used to feel like they were. Back when I was like really obsessed with giving the best gifts, I thought the gift mm-hmm. certificates were lazy and everything. And now yeah. it's like, I mean, it's it's more personal than money because you get it for a specific place. Although mm-hmm. you should think about where they actually would want to go because my I I try not to go to Walmart because of many reasons, like how they treat their employees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my aunt used to always give me a Walmart gift card, and so I was like, I was forced to shop at this place that I was against shopping at. Um, but yeah, it. It shows that you know them well enough to like know where they want to shop. It's they get to choose what they want. Like there have been a couple times. I think I changed my stance on it when there were a couple times I gave somebody a gift, and I could kind of tell they didn't like it. Um, which is rude. You should always pretend you like it. <laughs> so then I was like, well, maybe they could just pick it out. And I I don't get gift certificates that often, but I I think they're a really good gift if you don't know what to get someone. I basically like every single thing I get because. It could be the worst present in the world, but I would still like it, mm-hmm. simply for the fact that I got a present. Someone someone gave me a gift, yeah, and I like that. I like gifts, so it doesn't matter if it's something I didn't want. Mm-hmm. I still like the fact that this person gave me a gift. I, I do too, and I mean, you know, when I was younger, like a lot of kids... I didn't yeah. always feel that way, but as an yeah, adult, true. like they thought of me and they thought, especially like, I mean, my aunt, like I did appreciate those gift certificates because it was like, I know she has, is on a fixed income mm-hmm. yeah, and like that sh- if she went out of her way to get me like a $10 gift card, that's a huge thing for her um, yeah. to get because she has, you know, lots of grandchildren and stuff. Like she has plenty of people to shop for and it would be totally acceptable if she didn't get me anything, Yeah, especially since we usually don't see her on Christmas day. It's just like, honestly, it's kind of like last year, my mom got Dylan some Harry Potter Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. and they were cute and he does love Harry Potter, but it was one of those things where it's like, we don't like JK Rowling to get money from us. <laughs> so like, she, would she get money for, for the ornaments? She, uh, all, uh, she should be getting money for all official merchandise. Well, that's why she'd always buy yeah merchandise. buy on etsy like there's <laughs> yeah. so many great harry potter things on etsy so like mm-hmm. i guess basically i'm the only time i'm really like upset about something it's not like i appreciate the thought it's just like i'm one of those people who doesn't want to shop in places that i am against for some sort of moral reason 
Yeah. And so I just have a problem with that. But if they don't know, I mean, like my mom didn't know. This year I asked her specifically, I was like, please don't get Dylan any, because she usually gets him something Harry Potter. It's like, please don't get him any Harry Potter stuff because we just don't want to, we, she's transphobic and we just don't want to contribute money to her. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's more of a moral thing. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate all the gifts and I appreciate the thought yeah. put into it. And I especially love it when friends give me gifts because like the, cause they know me better, like my likes better than my mom does or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing what made them think of me. Yeah. Like that's always nice to see what, cause sometimes it's something that you didn't even know existed, but it's still a perfect gift because they yeah. know you well enough to know what you would like. See, the thing is I was, um, every now and then I've been walking into a store and I'll see, something like home alone related mm-hmm. and I, I think you know i wish i lived in america because then i could just buy that for jen <laughs> <laughs> um one of our stores has got um like christmas cards and one of them's a home alone christmas card um and i was like i really wish i could just buy that and get it to jen. but alas um there's a big ocean between us both yeah um so anyway what's your uh what's your third problem my third problem um, I really don't understand why at the very end they don't realize it's him, especially when he yeah. speaks. He kind of has a distinct accent. Mm-hmm. How do they not know that that is their husband and father? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, I, I couldn't handle that. I know. I know. But everyone's an idiot in this movie. Oh, that fucking I just hate it. I just hate that entire podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just so... It could be fun. And some of it is kind of... You know, it's well-directed. You can tell what's happening. I like that. Um, a lot of movies today, action scenes and stuff, where you can't tell what's happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all based on the fact that this guy is a terrorist and is trying to... um destroy something and steal something off a child. And then he gets the fucking thing anyway and pisses me off. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, that's, uh, let's talk about positives. And my positive is, I was going to say, I like the fact that the song, uh, movie uses a song, It's Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty. Because <laughs> I like that song. And it's also in Home Alone 2. But it's not in the movie long enough, so I'll just say I like the fact that the movie's short. So, there you go. That's my positive. <laughs> it's 85 minutes long. So, good. What's your positive? I mean, I guess it has... I don't know if this has been a positive of mine for one of these other movies we've watched, but it's just kind of like I just enjoy watching Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, we've been going on this whole journey with him, and I'm realizing for the first time that I'm actually a fan. <laughs> and I might seek out the many other movies of his i haven't seen oh he's he's good i mean he's 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 an asshole but he's playing it really well i just love watching him yeah he's still charming as fuck yeah and he he makes it enjoyable yeah in in Um, how whatever way it can be enjoyable exactly he he uh, he is good he's always good I mean, he gets a lot of shit for his acting, and he is not the strongest actor in the world, but he's still a charming guy. He's so. like Paul Walker, 
Paul Walker yeah. is was not the best actor, although he did improve over the years. He was not the best yeah. actor, but if you have a certain charisma, mm. then it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine because th- it's fun to watch. There are plenty of great actors that I don't necessarily have fun watching. Yeah, I mean that's just go back to she's all that. When you've got Paul Walker next to the plank of wood that is Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. back in the nineties. Um, you said he's improved, so that's good. But back in the nineties, he was terrible. And then you've got two not great actors in the same scene: Paul Walker and Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. But one of them is infinitely more charismatic and um, unlikable than the other one. And he was a bad guy mm-hmm. in that movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, and you don't really have that here because Simbad is just terrible. He's over the top and um, shouting and, you know, it just makes me want to watch that genie movie that he made that no one could find. Anyway. <laughs> uh, right. I've got just a couple of tiny wee notes. Two notes. Okay. Uh, and one is, the cop has Howard's details. After the explosion, he can just go and arrest him or put a warrant out. Because he's got his details. He stopped him twice and got his details. That always bothered me. <laughs> This movie makes me laugh at a little person getting punched in the face and sent flying backwards and I hate it for that. <laughs> so, next time, we are finally out of our Arnold Schwarzenegger season, Jen, because he hasn't made another Christmas movie. Well, he directed one, but um, but he's not in it. So, uh, what is your pick for our next festive movie? One Magic Christmas. Right, okay. <laughs> I love that. I love just the way you're... Okay, so you decided on that one, right. Well... Okay, that's fine. It's just so depressing. <laughs> as long as there's more... As long as there's more problems to it than just it's depressing this part. Yeah, and I haven't... Because that movie is depressing. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't remember, you know, what problems I would have. I just know that, like... Last time I watched it, I was so excited because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I got so bummed out. And Dylan was like, why did you make me watch this? I watched it for the first time about six years ago. Um, and I don't, I barely remember anything about it apart from the depressing element of it. Uh, so what year is that? Is that 85? I think so. I think we're going back to 1985. We've covered a lot of movies from 1985. Um, right, so that is, that is our next movie. One Magic Christmas. I think it's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Uh, it's po- I think so. It's a Disney movie. I think it's on Disney okay. Plus. That's helpful because uh, I just realized I don't know if I think my mom has my DVD, and if my mom has my DVD, I may never see it again because she is not organized. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. But in this country, and hopefully, it's you can get it in your country. Oh, I can. There you go. You're right. Disney it was Plus? ninety. It was eighty-five. Yeah. See? Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah. Excellent. So that's all we have time for. Um, if you want to follow the podcast, it's at Drop Pilot Pod on Twitter. Shiftybench.co.uk is the website. Contact the Shiftybench.co.uk is the email address. Where can people follow you online, Jen? Um, at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter. And I have a Party of Five rewatch podcast called Closer to Free. Excellent. I forgot to ask you last week and I just ended the show. Um, I noticed that when I was editing. I was like, fuck, I forgot to ask Jen. So uh, that's uh, that. So thank you all for listening. We'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.